Welcome to the podcast of Sozo Church. For more information about Sozo, please visit sozosmtx.com. We are so excited to share with you today. Um, We are going to be talking on the power of a parent's blessing. Um, I was gonna teach alone and I told Joel, I said, I feel like at the end we need to bless everyone through like a parent's blessing. And he said, well, you wanna do it together? Um, And so we are up here and we are going to be talking about a a parent's blessing. And we just wanna share how that has impacted our lives and how we are learning um, how to shape our family through blessing our children. Um, And so we have young children, so we have not raised children all the way um, into adulthood. So we are still in the experimental phase. Um, So I know many of you have raised successful adult children and have lived your lives, decades, blessing your children. And so we, uh, we just humbly want to come before you and just share with you what God is showing us and what he's been teaching us. Um, and so uh, we were reminded this week that Sozo um, is going to be a place for spiritual mothers and fathers to step into their destiny. That is a word that God gave us um, whenever we were planting Sozo, that Sozo Church would be a place for spiritual mothers and fathers to step into their destiny. And we believe that this is one of the keys. It's through understanding how to bless children and how to receive blessing from the Father. And so let me pray for us, and we're gonna, we're gonna dive in. Yeah, thank you, Holy Spirit, for your comfort. Like what Chris said earlier, I just... I just feel like you are removing loneliness this morning and you are blessing us. You are so pleased with us this morning. I just, I feel your delight over us. And so we welcome you to come and minister to us, to teach us, to reveal to us your heart, Father, the way that you bless us. And we invite you to come and teach us. Come and teach us, Lord, how to parent our actual children and our spiritual children that we could be a blessing to this world around us. In Jesus' name, amen. How many of you parents remember coming home with your kid for the first time? Like we were in the hospital actually for like, I think three days, three very, very long days. We had some complications uh, with Eliza's birth, our our first. And, And so we had tons of help around us and they're helping us. And then they're even helping us as we load her into the car seat for the first time, and they're making sure that everything is okay. And then we get into the car, Lauren and Eliza both in the back seat, and we look at each other and said, they're going to just let us take her home? I can't believe it. Now, now what do we do, right? It's like somehow there wasn't a manual for what to do when you take that kid home. It's like we had all of this help and they wanted to make sure we were doing everything right. And now we've got to figure this thing out all on our own. And, and, and so we found ourselves like kind of fumbling through and Eliza has been kind of our guinea pig kid because she's like the first one. So we're just like learning what all those stages look like. How many of you were a guinea pig kid, right? You're the first and you're like, man, my parents are just figuring this thing out as they go. Some of you are adults and you're still guinea pig kids. And so we, we found ourselves learning. And uh, it's interesting, like for us, we had the support. My mom came into town for a little bit 
and uh, Lauren's mom lives here in town, and so we had some really, really good support. But our, our culture doesn't have typical rites of passages, as many cultures do, that actually bless kids all the way through into different seasons of life. And, and in those stages of blessing, there's actually teaching that goes with each step. And so many of us, we end up becoming kids raising kids. We end up, in many ways, becoming orphans learning how to parent because we haven't actually been taught and we haven't been blessed into what it looks like to parent and to bless with the Father's heart. We've lost tradition in our culture, and in that loss of tradition, we've lost a lot of really powerful and practical things. As a result of not having rites of passages and really clear blessing, we find ourselves trying to figure it out all along the way. And it's put us, I believe, culturally in a place where we're fighting for the hearts and minds of our kids and not even knowing what it looks like to fight well. Would you go with me to James chapter three? We're gonna start there. In verse two, it says, for we all fall short in many respects. If any does not fall short in speech, he is a perfect man able to bridle his whole body also. What he's saying is that the mouth is so powerful. If you can figure that out, you've got everything else in really good shape. It says, if we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we also guide their whole bodies. It is the same with ships. Even though they are so large and driven by fierce winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot's inclination wishes. In the same way, the tongue is a small member, and yet it has great pretensions. Consider how small a fire can set a how a small fire can set a huge forest ablaze. The tongue is also a fire. It exists among our members as a world uh, of malice, defiling the whole body and setting the entire course of our lives on fire. Itself set on fire by Gehenna. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by human species, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is. A restless, it is restless evil full of deadly poison. James is not being very hopeful right now. It says, with it we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth can blessing and curse come blessing and cursing. This need not be so, my brothers. Does a spring gush forth from the same opening both pure and brackish water. Can a fig tree, my brothers, produce olives or grapevine figs? Neither can salt water yield fresh. So James is writing in the book of James actually to Jewish believers. And so they would have understood much of the cultural context. In fact, for them, blessing was a normal part of their life. We see it starting in the with Abraham, with his sons, and it goes on and on and on, and he's blessing his children, and there's an impartation, a, a passing on of life that happens with blessing. And so what James knew is that there was incredible power in the words that you and I use. 
that, that our words are actually meant to impart blessing. And yet so often we don't grasp the power of our tongue and we begin not to bless but actually to use it to curse. A picture that I have is it's like a, a firearm. And if you don't know how to use a firearm, it becomes a really, really dangerous thing. Because you're supposed to, when you have a gun, you're supposed to treat it as if it's loaded at all times. So you would never point it at anybody. And yet, your mouth is even more powerful than a firearm. And yet, so often, we don't understand how to use our mouths to communicate correctly. And so out of it, both blessing and cursing comes. You know, in our culture, we use the word bless all the time, right? Like, oh, bless. And like that person, they're a big mess. Let's just bless them, right? But we don't actually know what bless means, right? Here's a, a good definition for blessing. Blessing is God using a human to impart his message and image of identity and destiny to the heart of another person. Let that sink in for a second. It's God using a human, using you to impart his message and image of identity and destiny into the heart of another person. Here's a definition for cursing. Cursing, cursing is Satan using a human to impart his message and image of identity and destiny to the heart of another person. You see, when we speak, so often we don't recognize the power of our words and our ability to speak life. And here's the challenge that we have in our culture, is that when we think about blessing somebody, speaking life over them, and I think especially with our kids, we don't know how to bless well when we don't perfectly agree. I recognize on Mother's Day there's a lot going on for moms. There's loss, there's the, the longing for kids maybe never conceived. There's kids that aren't doing well, they're not following Jesus, they're not living the life you feel and sense and maybe even know that they're called to live. And so there's a lot of weight to that. And in that weight, especially with our kids maybe that are grown, there's a, a war inside, like we want to bless them, but we don't want to condone the behavior that's causing them pain and keeping them from their destiny. I think sometimes we miss the power of blessing because we don't know what to do with what we don't agree with. Like to suggest to you that it's possible and even necessary for you to bless your kids, especially when you don't agree with the choices they're making. To bless them does not mean that you agree with everything that's going on in their lives. Right? Like, I can't find anybody, even myself, that I agree with all the time. Right? Like, let's just, like, loosen up a little bit, right? And say, okay, I don't have to agree with everything going on in your life in order to bless you. But, it, but because I know the Father's heart for you, in my blessing, I can actually impart image and destiny so that you can step into your purpose. Could it be that our kids are not living up to 
God's call on their lives because we haven't blessed them. We've withheld blessing waiting for perfection, not realizing that it's actually our blessing that releases the perfect will of God into them. And when we begin to understand the power of blessing, we begin to bless our kids into their identity. That does not mean that we don't appropriately, even with your adult kids, confront major issues in life. But you can bless them and at the same time confront what needs to be confronted. In fact, I'd like to suggest to you that it's probably not a good idea for you to confront what you disagree with if you're not willing to first have a culture of blessing their identity. Here's the reality for many of us, that we've never been blessed, so we don't know how to bless. We've never had parents speak their blessing over us. We've never had spiritual fathers and mothers bless us, and so we find ourselves stuck. You see, every major transition in Jewish life would be met with blessing that pushes the kids into that next stage of life. I think our culture is full of kids who've had a failure to launch because we haven't launched them into their destiny with blessing. Yes, yeah, and so that is our role as parents is to release our natural and spiritual kids into their uh, identity, which is who am I and their destiny, why am I here? I think if we all looked at our lives, we'd, we would look at our lives with those questions. Who am I? What was I created for? Why am I here? And so our role as parents is to lead our kids into those realities to understand, which means we have to first know who we are and why we're here. And like Joel was saying, so many times we haven't received that from our earthly parents. And so what we have to do is receive it from our father. I, I, I don't think that it is his desire that if we don't haven't received that from our earthly parents, that, that he would just say, well, I was hoping you'd figured it out, but you haven't. He's so good that he's like, okay, so there's been this lack in your life. I have that for you. And so if we want to release our kids into their identity and into their destiny, we first have to receive it for ourselves. And then we also receive it from spiritual fathers and mothers, from, from other people in our lives that can bless us. And so our role is to release our kids into their identity and destiny and I'm gonna read just a part of this from this book. It's uh, The Power of a Parent's Blessing. Um, I started reading it and I'm like, this is so good. Um, so I just wanna read a part from it. It says, I believe it is God's plan for every child to do more than receive his parent's blessing once in his life. So I think about like whenever a child is born and we're like, we bless that child. But oftentimes it's kind of like, you know, whenever we get married and we say like, I love you. And then it's like waiting 10 years and you're like, do you still love me? And they're like, well, I told you when I married you, didn't I? You know, like I think we can handle, handle our kids that way after disappointment comes in and that we're like, well, I blessed you when you were born, but now you're not really blessing me. So I don't know if I can bless you, you know, that feeling. Um, so I believe it is God's plan for every child to do more than receive his parents' blessing once in his life. God wants children to grow up in a culture of blessing. You may be wondering what exactly 
a culture of blessing is. This is simply an environment in which family members regularly, regularly convey to one another God's message of value rather than Satan's message of worthlessness. That's our desire, that Sozo Church would be that. For a whole world of people who don't know what that feels like, that this would be an environment where people can come in and they can regularly be conveyed to them God's message of value rather than Satan's message of worthlessness. They desire to see one another prosper. No one will be able to do this 100% of the time. So let's just take the pressure off. We're gonna mess it up. We're not gonna bless each other all the time. We are going to mess up. I mean, I think about our own kids and I'm like, oh Lord, I repent so much. Um, However, in a family that blesses, this is what it looks like, when someone inadvertently or even intentionally curses the identity of another family member, like, ugh, you always do that. You did that before, you're gonna do it until we die type of attitude. As soon as the offense is recognized, that person repents and makes things right. That's what a culture of blessing looks like. Looks like When we mess up, we make it right. In a culture of blessing, family members hold one another accountable to be God's agents of blessing. We do this a lot in our marriage. Hey, babe, the way you said that was a little harsh. I, I think that they are feeling shame or embarrassment. Like, can you make that right with them? So we hold each other accountable. Many people groups around the world practice customs, ceremonies, and traditions that naturally produce an overall culture of blessing. God gave the Jewish people a wonderful tradition of weekly family blessing that is practiced even to this day. I'm speaking of the tradition of gathering the family together each week on Friday evening called Erev Shabbat in Hebrew for a special meal and a pronouncement of blessing. This is so cool. Each week at this time, the Jewish father prays a blessing over his wife. He then pronounces a blessing over each of his children. In many Jewish families, the father also proclaims vision and prosperity over his children, thus creating in his offspring an expectation of future success. By so doing, such a father, whether he knows it or not, is imparting God's image of identity and destiny into the hearts and minds of his children. In many Jewish families who practice this tradition, the words of blessing the father speaks over his children are prophetic. And in adulthood, the children fulfill exactly what the father prophesied week after week. Isn't that amazing? And you think about like Jewish people in the world, how historically they have been leaders. They have been the business owners. They're highly, a highly successful culture. And a lot of that is attributed to the culture of blessing that they raise their children in. That in their culture, children are a blessing, even neighbors and extended family, they're not a burden. They see them as the future and they impart blessing to them regularly in their family gatherings and weekly they do it. They do it still to this day, which is so amazing. And so, um, and so I, I think about what, what does blessing look like? And I, um, I have some plants at my house, some house plants, and I put plant food on it. You know, you mix it up and you put it on your plants. And whenever you put that plant food on your plants, your plants grow, right? How many people are gardeners in here? You know, how many people don't have a green thumb at all? You know what it is to kill a plant, you know? So... What kills the plant? It's whenever you don't tend to it, when you don't put nutrient-rich things on it. If you put poison on it, it kills it. And that is what blessing and cursing is like with people in our life. Either we can use our words as nutrient-rich agents that are poured onto people and they cause them to come alive, or our words could be curses and they could be like poison onto people that causes people to die. Can I interrupt with a quick story? Yes. 
So my, my brother, many of you know, uh, he and his family, they live uh, in the Mediterranean, not actually in the water, but on the edge of the water. <laughs> and, and they work uh, with refugees and underground church folks uh, across that whole region. There's one guy who is uh, a leader. He, he leads a whole uh, movement of underground churches um, in the Middle East. And he's a seer. He sees in the spirit. And he said that one time, as parents sometimes do, he, he was not kind to his kid. He like really cursed them. Not like, but he just, the way he reacted, he, he reacted instead of responded and it was bad. And what he saw in the spirit, what happens that, that most of us who don't see in the spirit see is that he saw the demonic, like demons actually move towards that kid because of the way that he spoke to that kid. And for me, that was a realization of what's going on in the spiritual realm when we don't understand that the tongue has the power of life and death. I I believe the same thing is true on the opposite end, that when we speak life, that like the angelic, the spirit of God is attracted to the life that we speak. Thanks for letting me interrupt. Yeah, if I was gonna live in any water, I'd want it to be the Mediterranean. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, so I think the reason why we don't do it is, is because we don't know, we lack knowledge. I, I think we genuinely want to bless people in our lives. We genuinely want to see our children thrive. We genuinely want to see the people around us thrive. We just don't know. We don't know what it is to bless. We were never taught the power of a parent's blessing and how to release our kids into future prosperity. If we've never received it, then we can't do it. And another reason is we haven't received a parent's blessing. We've never been blessed and released into our identity, into our destiny. And so I can't give to you what I don't have. If you want a million dollars from me and I don't have it, I can't give it to you. So if you want a blessing from me, if you want to step into your destiny, you want to know who am I, and you come to me as a parent and you're saying, I wanna know who I am and what was I created for. If I've never received that, I can't give that to you. And so there's no shame on it. There's no, there's no blame on it. It's, it's just a, a reality. And because like what Joel said, we live in a culture that doesn't champion this. We all are lacking a lot in this area. And I think it is something that God wants to restore to his body. He wants the church to be the most blessing family on the earth because he wants to bring his kingdom through us. He wants to see healthy family established through us. He wants to see people step into their destiny and the world is not offering it. And so he's saying, church, I need you to get this. I need you to grab this. I need you to receive your identity and destiny from me. And I need you to be agents of this to the world around you. And it begins in your families. No matter what you inherited or didn't, it needs to begin with you. And so what if your parents are already gone? What if you don't have parents to bless you? Or what if your parents are not in a place to do that? I wanna encourage you to do two things, to receive it from God, like I said, to go to God and say, I need to be blessed. I need to know what you say over my life. I need to know what your truth is for these lies that I've been believing. And then I want you to go to a spiritual mother or father and I want you to say, will you bless me? This morning during prayer, pre-service prayer, we had um, just many of our spiritual mothers and fathers that are in the house praying for us and blessing us as spiritual parents to us. And then we were able to bless them we were able to release that over their lives too. 
I think for Lauren and I, we're, we're here in the place that we are in life because of the parents we had. Like, obviously, we wouldn't be here without our parents and the ways that our parents have poured into us and blessed us. But we're also here because of the way that our spiritual fathers and mothers have blessed us. In fact, Kenny and Diane Terrian and Steve and Lisa Smothers, are, uh, two of our, or four of our elders, have blessed us for years into God's call on our lives. For years, Kenny would be sliding me notes and saying, hey, this is what God is saying to you. In fact, I have those notes, many of them years, years ago that he gave to me that actually prophesied sozo into existence and spoke to a really, really insecure 20-something about the call of God on his life. In fact, for us, the, the first time that we wanted to, to have kids, we were with Kenny and Diane and they began to pray for us and to pray our kids into existence, to bless us in that way. And Steve and Lisa have partnered with us and come alongside us and, and humbly just propped us up as we've stepped into God's purpose for us. And, and we all need and God will provide people like that in our lives because it's impossible to step into our purpose without the family of God around us and championing us. In fact, for me, one of the, the, the greatest influences on my life was a man named Jack Taylor. Jack passed away two Sunday mornings ago. And for me, when, I, when Jack stepped into my life and I stepped into his, <clears throat> and then he actually received me and blessed me as a spiritual son that, I, that he would be my spiritual father. There was a dynamic shift in my life and in my ministry because of the weight of what he carried being deposited into mine. And I believe that it's the way that the kingdom works, that the kingdom is best depicted as family. And that when we begin to understand that we're family and that we're all connected and that your success does not take away success from me, but it actually adds success to me, then I'll begin to bless you in your identity and in your purpose so that you can step into your destiny. And it's not just in our words that we bless. It's in our lifestyles. Like if, if we begin to understand the consequences of our sin, of our rebellion against God, our bad decision, and what that does generationally, when we don't allow our lives to be in alignment with God, what we'll find is that bad decisions are visited on our kids and on our kids' kids, and it continues to go unless we choose to make it right. You know, one of the things that we do in our culture, it's actually kind of disturbing, disappointing, is that we offer grace to the ones that have messed up, which is right but we don't extend grace to the ones that pay the price for their mess-ups. Like, when I sin, I need grace. But when my sin costs my kids, they need grace also. When I make a mess, it's my responsibility to go to my kids and actually impart blessing and grace in the place that I've done damage. And I think when we do that, we begin to understand both the weight of sin and the responsibility of our lives. Like I don't just get to have private repentance before God when I've made a public mess. 
but instead I have to clean up the mess that I've made. And if it's with my kids or with my church family or whatever it is, it's right that I would actually respond recognizing that the weight of my decisions because of the authority that I carry, because of the authority that you carry, actually last for generations. And when I understand that, then I can actually step into that place because of the grace of God and release blessing that lasts for generations. And so it's crucial that we begin to understand the weight of our lives and we live with honor for those around us. Yeah, so in our family, um, just a part of our family culture is we take birthdays as an opportunity to really bless our kids. And so as part of their birthday celebration, um, on top of the cake and the friends and the gifts, whenever we're all around um, opening gifts or doing cake, we will just start to impart blessing to our kids. We will go first and we'll just say what we love about our child and, and what they bring to our family. And we start to speak destiny over them. And then we invite their friends to do the same. And it's so sweet what their friends, you know, I love Eliza because she likes to play, you know, like, but they just start from the, through their own eyes, they start to confess to her what, how she adds value to their life. And that's what, it, that's what blessing is. And it is a very vulnerable thing to bless someone because it then says to that person, I need you. And it is vulnerable to say, this is where you add value to my life because it, it, can, it exposes an area maybe where you lack or maybe where you need something. And so it can be a very vulnerable thing to bless people. But I think that as we start to establish it in the safety of our families, it becomes easier once we move outside. If we go outside of our families, then, then that, that can be kind of a scary thing. But if we just begin to establish it in our families with our children, that it's just a regular part of our lives. So um, if you're taking notes, I want to give you just some tips, some, some guides on how to establish this kind of culture in your family. Because I know some of you are probably like, oh, wow, we already do that. I want to add to it. Or wow, tonight probably would be a good time to start. Um, and I, and I want to say that if you have children that are grown, if you have children that are out of the house, it is never too late to start doing this. Come on. It's yep. never too late to just call them and say, I probably should have done this 20 years ago, but uh, God has revealed this to me. And I just want you to, I just want to bless you for all those backdated years. <laughs> I read a story about a man who was in his 80s blessing his 65-year-old son whose life was a mess. And they got into a fight whenever he was 15, left the house. They had a broken relationship at 80. Five, he blessed his 65-year-old son. There was restoration in their relationship and the 65-year-old was able to then walk out his destiny. His marriage was restored. Relationship with his kids was restored. And so there is hope for you. And so if you think, oh my gosh, I should have done that 20 years ago. Well, the past is gone. We're moving forward and we're still leading our families into their destiny. So some notes. Set aside a night or time to have a meal together. And I know in the busyness of our lives, that's really hard to do. You know, usually we're like, feed the kids, quick, eat, go to bed. But be intentional to set aside time to be with your family and to eat together. There's something about having a meal together where it causes you to slow down and to be intentional with the people in front of you. And then repent and acknowledge any hurt or brokenness in the relationship. And you don't have to have a massive falling out for there to be repentance for brokenness. Uh, recently, we had an experience with our kids. Um, we had made a, we 
we were at an event and the kids thought we were gonna be able to stay longer and we had to leave early. Um, and so they were really disappointed. So we were driving home and, you know, we kind of were like, well, we're the parents, we're leaving, get in the car, you know? And so and it was just stressful and crazy, you know? And so I look back in the back and our kids, our daughter's faces were just down. Like you could sense the disconnection in our relationship. And I wanted to be like, oh, you made that really hard and we're going home still, you know? But I just asked, what's going on inside your heart right now? What are you feeling? And she started crying and she said, I feel really disappointed. And I said, okay, help me understand why. And so she explained that she was embarrassed that we were the first ones to leave. And so she felt was feeling embarrassment and she was blaming us for embarrassing her. And so we were able to process that together and talk through it and, and to say, sometimes mom and dad just have to make decisions and you just have to follow. Uh, but our intention was not to hurt you or embarrass you. And, and there was restoration in re relationship right in that moment. And it's that simple just to recognize, I see how my actions have had an effect on you and I want to bring restoration in that. So repent and acknowledge any hurt or brokenness um, and then bless each family member's so there's five components of a blessing. I think it's gonna be on the screen, possibly. Um, appropriate, meaningful touch. So how do we bless people? We appropriately uh, and meaningfully touch them. A spoken word, something that encourages them, something that you value in them. Attaching high value to the one being blessed. So you tell the people in your life how valuable they are how they don't, there's no one else in the world like them. Only they can fulfill their purpose and destiny in your relationship. Um, picturing a special future for the one being blessed. So just seeing them in the future. This, last night we were having dinner with our kids and it's really hard to get them to eat, right? And so I just started declaring over my daughter. I'm like, one day you are gonna be sitting at a table with royalty eating the finest foods and you are gonna be looking back at this, laughing at how hard it was to eat a green bean. And I just started declaring over her, like, this is going to be what you're going to step into one day. I, you are not always gonna be sitting here fighting good food. Um, and then an active commitment to help fulfill the blessing. I am committed to this. I am committed to seeing this through in your life. Oftentimes we receive a blessing and we're like, ah, but I need the support to step into that huge thing that you just spoke over my life. And so, uh, just communicating, I'm here with you and I am with you to see you step into this destiny. So blessing is vital. In Jewish culture, they would have been, a child would have been blessed at conception, again, at birth. And then as they entered puberty and then into adulthood and then in marriage, that would have, there would have been formal stages of blessing. It's blessing is so important and so powerful that Jesus, who was fully God, but also fully man, needed the blessing of his father. One of my favorite passages in scripture, Matthew chapter three, starting in verse 16 and 17, it's, it's the story of Jesus's baptism. Jesus has done no ministry, nothing public, nothing that would have publicly owned the pleasure, earned the, the pleasure of the father. And yet, in that moment, he comes out of the water. He goes in, comes out of the water. The Holy Spirit comes down, descending on him, landing on him like a dove. And as the heavens opened, the voice of the Father said, this is my dearly loved son with whom I'm well pleased. We take that story to be a one-off story, something unique that happened in the life of Jesus. 
But if you were there in that day, you would have known that this happened for every man who was coming of age and it was now his time to represent his father and his father's family. It was the, the, the blessing, the release into identity, the ability to steward the family legacy. The beautiful thing about it, the powerful thing about it is that in Jesus's life, he had done nothing to earn that other than be a son. I believe that many of us are struggling because we've never received a blessing. In fact, for some of you, as we've been talking with the heart to bless you and to give you even tools to be a blessing to those around you, regret has stepped in. Said, you've missed it. You've, that opportunity has gone by, whether it's receiving a blessing or blessing your kid. I believe that it is never too late. So this morning as we close, we just wanna spend some time blessing you. And I believe this, that it is the heart of the Father that you would be blessed and that you would prosper, that you would step into your purpose, that there would be not one thing left undone that was planned for you from the beginning of time. I believe you can't get there on your own. One of the things I think that hangs up many of us that causes us to be stuck or word curses. It's those words that were said to you, like you're never going to measure up, you're never going to make it, you won't amount to much in your life. Maybe it was not your parent, but maybe it was a school teacher and they, they cursed you. And in response, maybe you overcame that curse, but you lived your life in response to the damaging words of another. I just wanna spend a few minutes, if that's you, I just wanna pray for you. If there's that word curse that has been over your life, you're stupid, you're never gonna get it, whatever it is, would you stand? And I just wanna pray for you. And I believe that God wants to release blessing over you. The, the first step is to acknowledge that what was spoken to you, even if it's come true, it was a lie because it was not the heart of God and it was not in his plan for you. The second thing that you have to do is you have to forgive. And forgiveness is really seems difficult, but it's not an emotion. It's a choice. The emotions follow, but it's God, I, I choose to forgive that person. You can just name them before God for what they said to me. Just do that now if you haven't already. The next thing that we do is we recognize that those words came with power. Not power from God, but with power to bring destruction in your life. And so in the name of Jesus, I break those curses off of you. I declare that God's plans over you are great. That his love for you and his power to bring transformation in your life is more than enough to cause you to prosper in all that you do. I declare over you that you are pleasing to him. That he loves you. That he's for you. 
and that there is nothing that has been done to you that His grace cannot repair and restore so that you can step into your purpose. I declare those lies about your ability to learn broken off. I declare that you do measure up and that you will step into your purpose. I declare over you that you will prosper. That the goodness of God will follow you all the days of your life. Thank you. Y'all are so brave. Um, I just want to pray for women this morning. So if you, you want to just take a seat, I want to pray over women who are pregnant or desire to be pregnant. Um, I just want to bless your womb and your future generation. So if that's you in the house, if you are pregnant or you desire one day to be pregnant, um, I just wanna bless you. If you just stand to your feet, um, I just wanna bless those future generations. You don't have to be in a relationship right now or anything. Like, if get you're a relationship sing- to get pregnant, be married to get pregnant, but you don't have to be in a relationship to want to get pregnant. Right. Yes. If you're a single woman, but one day you want to have children, I just wanna pray blessing over you. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I'm not trying to find out who's sexually active, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you're a single guy, though, this is a good time to look around. Yeah. The harvest is ripe. The harvest (laughs) is ripe. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Lord, I just thank you for these women. I thank you for the future generations that are going to come through their bodies. And ladies, if you just want to put your hands on your womb and just pray with me, say, I bless my children. I bless future generations. I say, God, your kingdom may come through my children. I bless them with health and wholeness and a sound mind. And I declare over these women that they will be a blessing to their children and their children's children, and they will live to see future generations bring your kingdom here on this earth. I thank you, Lord, for these future babies, that they will be world shakers. Lord, that the nations will come to know your name through these children. And we, as a family, we receive these children into this family, and we say they have a place of blessing in this family. They say we are welcome here. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for these willing mothers. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. And we wanna close this way. Our ministry team, you guys can come on forward. And here's what we wanna do as we close. Maybe you've never received a parent's blessing. We just wanna release that on you. And you don't have to be young to receive a parent's blessing. And if you don't know if you've received a parent's blessing, then you probably haven't, so it would be a good time to receive. And if you have, but you just want more, it's also a good time to receive. But here's what I've asked for them to do. Instead of for you to come to them, I'm just asking that you would just come up towards the front. You can come now if you'd like to receive, and they're gonna go to you as God leads them, and they're just gonna bless you and prophesy over you. They may give you a big old hug if that's all right with you, 
But I believe this, that God wants to bless you through them, that He wants to release His favor and blessing on you. And I just declare this over you, that you are a son, a daughter of God, that He is your Father and He is well pleased with you, that you're dearly, dearly loved. So we just, Holy Spirit, we invite you to come to minister, to pour out your spirit. I just one more I'm going to come through here just thought of you Chris I know we know each other and I, I saw a mother coming to her son and saying I'm very pleased with you and I don't know if you've ever not heard that from your mother or what that relationship looks like, but I just felt like God said, go to Chris and tell him, you are my son as a mother with whom I'm well pleased. And so can I give you a, a hug? Oh. probably some more people that just need to receive so I just want to invite you just in this next song just to be courageous enough to receive I feel like God wants to impart new purpose new destiny fresh today he loves you so God I just bless this church family, these people here, God, those that are watching online, Lord, I bless them, God. Thank you, Lord, for just a release of your purpose, of your heart, of your very blessing, Lord. 